All right, so welcome to the first official episode of season one of Mill Knows Everything About Hockey. I'm Mill, and I clearly don't know anything if you listen to the, uh, the first episode where we did predictions for the playoffs, because I got every prediction wrong, which is hilarious. And I called Adam Lowry Kyle Lowry. So, uh, Respect. Then this is my co-host, Steve. But Kyle Lowry ended up winning a championship, so... Fair, good, you know, good juju there. So um, today we're going to talk about uh, jersey numbers and more, more specifically retired jersey numbers. And the reason I wanted to talk about that was because there was a little bit of a stir up online when Nikita Gusev, is that his name? Yeah. So he, he takes number 97 for New Jersey. And there's people online who are, are kind of upset and they're going, hey... You know, this guy, that's McDavid's number. He can't wear Connor McDavid's number. And I'm like, okay, so let's look at this, you know, objectively. First of all, Connor McDavid, great player, of course, hasn't really won anything as a team. You know, obviously he's got some individual accolades. He's not done playing. He's played four seasons, right? 16 through now. Okay, what is the issue with giving out somebody's number who's still playing? Because the person who complained writes for the Edmonton Journal. I mean, that's fair. But I saw other people too, though. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, so let's you know look at the, the league. And there are guys who have worn 97. Probably the best player to ever wear 97, arguably, before Connor McDavid came into the league, was Jeremy Roenick um, when he couldn't take 27. I believe when he got traded to Phoenix, uh, Tepo Newman was wearing 27. Maybe. And he was, uh, I mean, Tepo Newman started in Winnipeg and went through the whole move and ended up being their captain and played there a long time and uh, kind of a career guy. So while he's not like a, a guy who probably will get his jersey retired, he's just, you know, out of respect. Jeremy Roenick wasn't getting that 27, even though he was a better player. So, you know, I'm looking at this whole thing going, well... Connor McDavid's great, but it, he's still playing. He plays for a different organization. He's played for four years. Like, who cares if someone else wears number 97? It's not like the guy, you know, it's it's different when you look at people complaining about number 66. Yeah, um, real quick, Tepper <clears throat> Newman did wear 27. Okay, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Um, I, I, I understand the argument. Now, clearly nobody can take 99 that's retired league-wide, and we're going to talk a little bit about the specifics of that. But number 66 uh, obviously is, is famed for uh, Mario Lemieux, uh, who arguably could have been the greatest player of all time had he not dealt with the injuries and, and the cancer and all that kind of stuff, but still hung in there right there with Gretzky. There are guys who wore... 66 while Lemieux was playing, or at least there was, yeah, there's a couple guys who wore it for like a year for different teams. I wasn't around. I was born, you know, when that was happening in the early 90s. So I don't really know, like, if people were upset about it then. But uh, when Joshua uh, Hosang for the New York Islanders was wearing 66, there was a huge uproar. Like, people were just like, yo, you can't wear Mario's number. While I don't think it matters if it's not retired by the team and he didn't play for the Islanders ever. He only played it for Pittsburgh in his career. I just think it's like, you know, 
are you really going to be that upset over it? But I also understand Mary Lemieux being arguably the greatest or second greatest player of all time. It's a little different and a unique number. Um, TJ Brody did wear it in 2011 for the Flames. It was only like three games. Yeah, it was like a couple games, but I'm just bringing that up. I don't remember anybody saying anything about it then, but again, it wasn't like a long, you know, like how Hosang wore it for like two seasons. 66 on a defenseman just sounds like something someone probably handed it out to him and didn't think, didn't much. think about it. Yeah, right. It might have been pre numbered and what was his size. Um, yeah, when Hosang got called up, he played in Pittsburgh wearing it, so I could. Yeah, and, and, and that, of course, sparks a little bit of controversy, but it's not retired league-wide, and it's like, the other thing, too, now I was going to talk about, there are guys who have their no- jersey uh, numbers retired for multiple teams, so I have a list of everybody who did, but before I go through that, there are other teams that some of those guys played for that don't honor their number because they either only played there a short time or didn't have the impact that they did on those other organizations. So I can understand if if Mario had ever played for a t- another team and someone was like, oh, you can't wear it. But all he did was torture the Islanders, except for 93. Yeah, they got goalie. But, yeah. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, you know, it's just like, it's almost like a smack in the face, you know. It's like, oh, you're going to wear our guy's number who kicked your ass? It's like, okay, whatever. Who cares? Um, when you look at the, the the thing with Gretzky, though, so obviously 99 is retired league-wide. Um, and for those of you who don't know, uh, number 99 for obviously Wayne Gretzky's number is retired league-wide. Nobody on any of the 31 or 32 once Seattle comes in. Uh, NHL teams can wear 99 out of respect for Gretzky. Now, it's officially retired and hung up in the rafters by the Edmonton Oilers, of course, and the LA Kings. The Blues don't honor it in the rafters, but he only was a rental there, and, I mean, he had the giveaway to Iserman then that season anyway, so I get that. Um, And then the Rangers, you know, it's like the Rangers could go either way. Gretz played there a few years, he retired there, but the thing is, they're an original six team, and when you look at original six teams, a lot of them have insane amounts of retired numbers because they've been around so long, and it's just like, is it worth it? It's already league-wide. Do we need to take up the, the space? So I get that. But funny enough, there is like a ring of honor in Arizona, and the Coyotes honor Gretzky's 99 up there because uh, he owned them partially for a while and was their coach, even though it didn't really go very well. So, yeah, Gretzky is one of a few guys. Um, there are um, a couple guys. Obviously, uh, Bobby Hall, who we don't like to talk about, he has his number nine retired for the Blackhawks. And, again, this is weird. The Winnipeg Jets had retired it, but then they moved to Arizona. So, while it's technically honored as a Jets like transfer number, I, it's not hanging up there. Um, Coyotes have a bunch of honored numbers, but the one that they actually, I think, display is Shane Doan's. Which is very recent. Right, a couple years. One year. Last year. Last year, yeah. It was like in the beginning of the season, something like that. I think so, yeah. Uh, Gordy Howe, obviously his number nine, also retired Red Wings and uh, Whalers slash Hurricanes. But there's another tricky thing. When Hartford moved, they had three retired numbers. When they moved to Carolina, this is weird, they didn't honor all three of them in the move. They actually 
unretired two of them, and I have a list somewhere of what those numbers are and what players they were, but they were, um, you know, just minor. It was like, you know, guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame or anything like that. And then Gordie Howe's, while it doesn't hang as a, as a Carolina number, it's still honored they, they did bring that one over, which is weird because when they wore the throwbacks, I can't remember what player it was, but somebody was wearing a number on their jersey that was retired as a Hartford number, but since they don't transfer over, they let them do it. Yeah, um, I can't speak for the rest, but I know for sure one of them was Dougie Hamilton's 19. Right, right. And they they just were like, yeah, you, you know, whatever. Um, but it's understandably, you know, so that Gordy Howes is transferred over because he's, again, one of the greatest players of all time. It's just, it's weird that they wouldn't just keep all of them. At least, I don't know. Especially, I guess it gets more touchy when they're wearing the throwback, which nobody ever thought they would do. Yeah, I didn't think they would ever do it. But. And we'll talk about that on a different podcast. Um, and then Ray Bork, obviously his 77 hangs for Boston and Colorado. This, Ray Bork's is another weird one because he wore number seven for the beginning of his career. And then they retired it for, it was a Phil Esposito. So he just doubled his number and it's kind of funny because his retired number comes from him having to change his number for somebody else to get theirs retired Um, but he took the ice with a seven Bork jersey on when they were retiring Esposito skated and took the seven off and underneath had his new one to show his new number which is kind of cool it is a little weird that the avalanche retired his number that was one of the greatest moments in hockey history when he won the cup but it's like he only played there for a year and a half and he played in Boston for, like, 21 years. So it's, like, it's it's not, like, I'm not against his number being retired in Colorado. I mean, they're probably not going to hand out 77 anyways, but it is a little weird to me. They've retired a lot of people from that era, though. Yeah, foot. Hey, Duke. Well, yeah, but Milan Hayduk actually, I think, is underappreciated. That's fair, but I just mean... And he did a lot in college. Like, he, he, see, like, the thing is, like... Bork, like, it, 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 to me, when you retire somebody's number, a lot of times they're not going to be a Hall of Famer, but it's more like what they did for the organization, what they meant to that team. And Hayduk is big in Colorado hockey, like, locally, and it really, you know, has his hands in a lot of community things and also was a really great player there, and he did captain them after Sackick retired. So I, I, I see the argument there more for Hayduk than I do for Ray Bork. Although Ray Bork was one of the great... Again, it's weird. Because it's more about the team than it is the player, his career. Yeah. Um, Messier, obviously Rangers and and Oilers. Not Canucks. (laughs) Definitely not the Canucks. Uh, Patrick Waugh, Avs, and and Canadians. That makes complete sense. Uh, Red Kelly, Wings and Leafs, okay. Scott Niedermeyer, Ducks, and, and New Jersey. Here's the thing about Scott Niedermeyer. Scott Niedermeyer won three cups with New Jersey, then goes to captain the Ducks, wins a cup and a Conn Smythe with them. So he wasn't there very long he overall. Was just, he was just really good. But he just got the job done. Now, there's one more player that has his number retired with two teams, and this is the one that stuck out to me. So Tim Horton has his number retired for the Sabres and the Leafs. And the reason it's weird is because he has two different numbers retired. And I think that's kind of interesting. So when it comes to... Um, let me pull this up here. I believe number seven is his famed 
Toronto number that's retired. He did actually wear 16 there for a couple seasons. But, yeah, number seven. And then number two on Buffalo, he has retired. He wasn't in Buffalo for more than a couple years. And I, I think that they probably just retired it because it was the end of his career. They just retired it out of honoring Tim Horton as a player and who he was. Buffalo has some weird retired numbers because they don't have that many Hall of Famers that are retired. But, you know, whatever. It's just an interesting fact. Um, but, yeah, so... You know, I was looking at all these retired numbers, and obviously I didn't want to do a podcast and just read off who's retired and what, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, so those are some of the guys I listed off who are some of the greatest of all time, you know, what the criteria is or what it should be, and are there guys who should have their numbers retired and aren't, or are there guys who have their numbers retired and probably shouldn't, you know? Yeah, it. I think it... Clearly, it, it varies from team to team. Right. And some teams just do the honor system as opposed to retiring numbers all the time. Like, Calgary's one we talk about a lot. Yeah, so Calgary... Calgary's is weird. I don't have my notebook here on my computer. I can look. It should just be McDonald, Ginla, and maybe Vernon? I think Vernon is honored. Forever Flame. I think Vernon is honored. Newendike. Newendike's honored. But Newendike's... No, Vernon might... I have to look this up now. I'm sorry. This is going to bother me. It's a very... For for those of you who don't know, the Flames have retired numbers, but then they have a thing where it's just called Forever a Flame, and they're just honored. They're not actually retired. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. The, the, The concept makes complete sense. But... Who goes where and how they decide, I don't really get, you know? Yeah, it's a very peculiar system, which in the sense of honoring players, it it, it does make sense, <coughs> especially in the context of teams like Toronto and Montreal, where they've had so many names over the last few years, but the Leafs pretty much just said screw it for their centennial and took every any honored number and retired it on the same night, but... Right, so, thing. so, okay, so there's three retired numbers for the Flames. I didn't mean to cut you off, but, so it is, Mike Vernon is retired. He had two stints there. Obviously, he won the Cup with them. Not a Hall of Famer. Jerome McGinley, that's a no-doubter that he's retired. He'll go right into the Hall. And then Landy McDonald, okay, that makes sense. Mike Vernon's not in the Hall of Fame. No? I don't believe he is. He has a Smythe. No, he has won multiple cups. Mike Vernon? Are you sure? I mean, oh, yeah, he won the Smythe with, with Detroit, right? Yeah. But in two cups. But, yeah, he does, he's not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, well, that's, a, that's just me going off on a tangent. But, uh, but okay, but Al McGinnis is honored. That Yeah, that's the big one. <laughs> okay, and then Joe Noonan. So here's the thing. Alan Guinness was their Conn Smythe winner in 89, right? I believe so. Okay. So, Cup, you know, and, and he's on Hall of Fame? He should be. I believe, I believe Al Guinness has... He's had, he had an amazing career. I believe Al Guinness has all... Yeah, so he's got the Hall of Fame, seven-time All-Star, 89 Cup winner, 89 Norris, and 89 Conn Smythe. So, in that 89 season... He led them through the playoffs as a Conn Smythe winner. They won the Cup, and he was a Norris winner that year. Now, the other thing about that is, if you look at his career, he played with Calgary 
from 81-82, okay, just two games, okay, whatever, but he, you know, from when he came into the league all the way through 93-94. And then he spent the latter half of his career with St. Louis. When you look at the, the years he played there, his all his achievements are un- unbelievable. I don't understand why his number isn't retired and it's just honored. It That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. But... You know, that's their thing. And then the, the Neuendijk honor makes a little bit more sense to me because Joe Neuendijk, while he was a captain there, and I believe for a little bit, and he did really good things and won the cup there. Joe, yeah, again, let's read. Yeah, Joe Neuendijk floated around, and then, yeah, he went to Dallas and then again, let's read, and then won the cup in the Conn Smythe with Dallas in 99. So, But but the thing about Neuendijk, and I think his third cup was with New Jersey, but he floated around and you know that makes a little bit more sense to me so it's weird because in up in their rafters it's like they have the banners of the players with retired numbers and it says like the year this that they played and in between it like the seat like you know for example like Landy mcdonald 81 through 89 and uh, as a flame has the flames logo and then it has their name and jersey number like it would look on the flames jersey and their era i believe their era accurate which is really cool some teams do that the ducks do that so like mcdonald and vernon have that white 80s what would have been the home jersey and then i believe again was is that is it, they do his in red it's the 80s design still but he still wore it but is it in the red one though yeah okay so that yeah so those are displayed like that then the forever aflame is like this red banner and it has a big you can see it right here actually has a big picture mm-hmm. of the player, you know, photoshopped on there, and it has kind of like a banner up top with their last name and their number above it. It doesn't have like the seasons they played there or like their jersey. Like it doesn't show the back of their jersey, it just has their number and name in a different format. I mean, they look nice, they look cool. It's a nice way to honor those players. Um, and it, it kind of reminds me of like when a coach or an owner gets honored. Like, Every time I go to the United Center, which that's our local venue, I guess the closest pro team to us, Chicago, you see they have opposite the Blackhawks banners, they have the Bulls, and you always see off to the side, like, Phil Jackson is like has a banner. Like, he clearly doesn't have a number because he was, as a player he did, but he didn't play for the Bulls, played for the Knicks. And, you know, by six-time champion... Just with the Bulls, he obviously, I think he's a 13-time champion overall, but just as a Bulls coach. So they honor him, and that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's like, well, hey, like we want people to remember you and know who you are, but like we're not going to say we won't hand out your number. Um, it is, to me, a little bit different when there's not a lot of time separation, so they hand out a number, especially in the olden, like, I don't want to say olden days, but like back in the day when it wasn't, like, a thing to retire numbers as much. So, like, you look at, um, for the Blackhawks, like, they have a double, for number three, a double retirement, uh, Pierre Palat and Keith Magnuson. But number three went from one to the other, like, maybe with a season in between, if that, from when one retired to one came into the league, and then afterwards they they retired both. That makes a little bit more sense. Well, they both wore it, so we'll do a double. It's not like they waited, like, 25 years and like oh we'll just hand this number out again yeah we were talking about how you you brought up how the bulls uh honored like their their coach or like Mm -hmm. i said like a coach or an owner but uh uh, florida like this is this is just stupid this is being recorded uh 
before Luongo goes up. So Florida has two retired numbers, and one was for their first owner and their first president and GM. Okay, so like, what what are the numbers? Is it like the year they were born or something? I don't know the significance, but I would assume because it's uh, 37 for their first owner, which I believe that was the year he was born. Uh-huh. And then 93. Well, that's the that's year they the came year into the, the league. Yeah, so. Okay. So here, here's the thing with that. It's stupid and they shouldn't do it. No. Okay. Seriously, though. I think when you're honoring a player's number, like, for example, okay, let's just take Jerome McGinley since we're talking about Calgary. Jerome McGinley is probably the most important flame, definitely of my lifetime, but maybe ever, even though those other Flames players won the cup. Well, you can argue that it was a goal in Game 6, okay? But that's a different podcast and a different discussion. It was in. But regardless, Jerome McGinley is the model player for an organization, model captain. Yeah, he fought and stuff, but he wasn't a goon. He was just a tough dude who didn't take shit from people. But, like, he could score. He could play two-way hockey. He was a leader on and off the ice. He was good in his community. Blah, 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 blah. Like, nobody wants to hear me talk about all his charity work. But he was. He was good to kids. He encouraged kids to stay off the streets and stay out of trouble and signed autographs and blah, 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 blah. But as much as I, you know, it sounds cheesy, Jerome McGinley is the guy. Number 12 has, you know, huge significance to that organization. And it goes up and nobody should ever wear it ever again for them. However... When you're just going to be like, we're going to retire number one for our fans, like who did it, Minnesota? Yeah. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, it doesn't have a significance. Like, at least 93 for Florida, that like, even though it's still stupid in my mind to retire that for just some brand, like give a guy a number who didn't wear a number. You know, you can hang a banner, like, even though we make jokes about the hanging stupid banners, it's like, you can hang a banner up for your fans or for your owner, but like, the idea of retiring a number, that just makes it more of a commodity if you're just handing out numbers to people who don't wear them and hanging them up. It's yeah, like, it's like you can't wear 93 because that was the year the team was inducted. The only uh, the only one that we would say is acceptable is 58 in Vegas because of like the, the people well, who died. Well, that, that has a, a very heavy significance, and I think that kind of ties into like when a player passes away while they're young and you know there's guys who have died in car accidents and things like that or died like why well, i believe there's a north stars player back in the day who died on the ice that's when they started making you wear a helmet like when you came into the league um and those numbers get retired that makes a little bit more sense again even it with all due respect to the vegas thing i think it, it also i'm not trying to make it into like a you know oh it was like for publicity but i think it made more sense that they that shooting happened right before their first season started, and I kind of it, it was a real big heavy weight on the country and the community, and I I can see that, but I just don't see it for things like oh number one for our fans or our owner or like it's just kind of self indulgent stupid, um but that's just my take on it. It doesn't really matter. It's just kind of like to me. Hanging the number one for your fans when you're... I mean, come on. Like, that's dumb. It's not the same as hanging up, you know, a number for a guy who... His career meant everything to that organization. Yeah, or a, kind of a, like paying tribute to uh, a player or a situation in that area like Vegas did. Or I think Pittsburgh <clears throat> has one. 
not for the city, but like a player who passed away. That yeah, that makes a little bit. I mean, it's that's, more of a like you know, remember and, this person because. And here's the thing: are these people? We're not in the locker room. As much as people want to act like they're friends and know the players, we don't. There could be a guy who has no shot of being a Hall of Famer, having his number retired because of his skill. But if that guy means a lot to that organization and then they pass away, like, I, I get it. Like, they want to honor them. It's, it's fine, whatever. But it's, it's just, it's weird. The criteria is weird. I think it's weird that there are guys who aren't Hall of Famers and, and won't be or shouldn't be and get their number retired. And then there's guys who, like, are, but maybe they didn't do much with that team and theirs isn't. I don't think it's bad or wrong. I just think it's weird to think about how it's a completely different thing to honor somebody for their time spent with one organization than it is like going into the Hall of Fame. They don't care what teams you played for, when you played for them. It's more about your entire career. Obviously, the hardware helps, but like they don't care that Mark Messier won six cups with different teams. Obviously, five of them were the same, but like also the fact that he was a total pariah in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, they whatever. They don't care. Um, I mean, hell, they have the Mark Messier Leadership Award. But, again, it makes sense So overall. So I, I think, you know, being local to the Blackhawks, we talk a lot about how there's going to be guys, you know, 19 and 88 are going to go up, and then two should go up for sure. But then you look at... So it's really weird when you, um, you look at, okay, Marion Hossa, it's like, for sure going to go in the Hall of Fame. And obviously he spent time between a few other teams before coming to the Blackhawks. But Chicago is where he, you know, he cashed it in. He he, he helped them win three cups and, and made his career into something really spectacular. But then you're saying, okay, well, you know, Taves and, and Kane are going up. Keith should go up. And 81 is a fourth number. Well, then you start looking at other guys. And there'll be a huge argument against it, but 50 could arguably, when he's done, could go up there. If you look at him versus some of the other goalies, it's like, okay. But people, I know how people feel about him. It goes both ways. But then the other guy is, is number seven. And it's like Brent Seabrook is not going to go into the Hall of Fame. Do you know they're going to want to do the Chelios Seabrook thing? Yeah, and, but the thing is, is like Chelios was called Judas when he left. Like People were really upset. He, I mean, he requested a trade to Detroit. But it's like after that all, you know, so they gave his number out to Seabrook when he came up. Like they, didn't, they were like, if he didn't go to Detroit, there's no way they give out number seven. He goes there, wins a cup, you know, okay. So he wins that cup. He won two. He did, but I'm saying Seabrook was already in the league by the time he won the second one. Mm. That 0-2 cup run was the first one. Because he won with Montreal in the 80s, 86. Came to the Hawks, lost in 92. Then went to the Almost He had a chance to win with three original six teams which probably doesn't happen except for back in the day when there was only six teams and guys floated between those teams. But yeah, so you look at Chelios and it's like, I don't think people really talk about how great he really was, but he was really that good. And his number seven probably should have been retired by the Hawks already. I mean, Savard's 18 is, and they're kind of on par in different positions. Savard played with the Hawks longer, but... Either way, it's like 
you know. He's the face of the franchise for a while. But Chelly, I think, I think they'll do the dual thing, and it kind of it gives you an excuse, and it kind of weights both guys. Like it kind of says, well, two really good, two really great players wore this number for us. One, obviously was a big part of three championships. And when Brent Seabrook retires, I'll be really happy for everything he did. I just don't see him making the Hall of Fame. He's on the downslope now and is really not not anything close to what he was. He can't move up and down the ice. But, you know, I mean, look at all those big moments, those cup runs, the overtime goals. It's it's it'll weight each other out. And that's a weird thing to talk about when you talk about criteria because it shouldn't have to weight each other out, but I feel like that's kind of the excuse to hang up seven as well. We're going to do it for two guys. And I think that they will. Yeah, and also um, this isn't to downplay that any player from, like, or any, I guess, marquee player from those Blackhawks championship teams has accomplished. But in the case of an organization like the Blackhawks, it's going to get to the point to where the front office is going to use a banner night to get butts in seats. Well, yeah, and, like, we can go off about that, too. It's, like, there are some guys who are absolutely deserve their number retirement, like, night. Like, they deserve the whole thing. Not just their number hanging up, but the whole praise and everyone's Okay. But the fact is a lot of teams wait until they need to sell tickets to do that. Some teams like you said, arguably do it for guys that maybe don't need to be, but they want to sell tickets. The thing with the Hawks is they have plenty of guys that they can use to sell tickets when they need to because those guys could all, like, again, 1988 and 2 and 81, to me, all should go up. But I know I know that's a lot of numbers. I think that the Blackhawks could do, like, a ring of honor for those championship teams, too. Obviously, guys like, you know, the main Hall of Famer guys are going to get retired, but Nick Jalmerson won three cups there, was a big part of them. Not really a Hall of Fame guy or a guy who should have his number retired individually, but really deserves recognition. Patrick Sharp. I know a lot of people want to say Patrick Sharp is better than he is. I loved Patrick Sharp as a Hawk, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Um, but again, could, could really fit into that kind of like what the Forever Flame is. Yeah, like almost, I don't want to say fringe, but that... that Deserves to be honored. Honored, but not quite retire the jersey. And there's a bunch of players that they skipped over that they'll probably... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, too, well... Like Ronick or... Steve Larmer deserves to have his jersey number retired. And I'm not trying to turn this into a Blackhawks discussion strictly, but this is just something that I know from being a fan of the team for so many years. Um... I'm sure that there are other organizations who have the same issue. But then again, if you look at, like, the Blackhawks, okay, so they have number one retired for Glenn Hall, number three for Palat and Magnuson, uh, number nine for Bobby Hall, uh, 18 for Savard, 21 for Makita, Sky Point, and 35 for Esposito. I think those are all their retired numbers. Did I miss any? Okay, that's not very many for an original six team. Like you said, they did skip over, and they're going to have guys to add. But you look at a team like Boston, and it's like you can't wear number two through nine there. It's like the Yankees. 
And it's all guys from back in the day, aside from, like, maybe Cam Neely. Well, it's like that with the Habs as well. And, you know. And, uh... The Leafs got pretty ridiculous from well, from that one night, and that's what I'm yeah, and that's what I'm saying is it kind of turns into this whole mess of like maybe we should be more selective. Excuse me, maybe you know being selective is okay because then you don't have fifty jersey numbers you can't give out. And I think that's what I mean. Obviously, the Flames have not been around as long as or you have all kind of dumbass looking numbers like forty seven skating or like Radulov's number, you know, or whatever. Uh, all I'm saying was I think that's why like you know going back to the Flames and they clearly haven't been around nearly as long as like as as the original six teams have but right. I think that's what they're trying to establish but again it brings up the problem of okay this guy but why not this guy well and that's the thing is like the criteria is like it's not like when you go into the Hall of Fame you get voted clearly but, like, there are things you have to look at, and it's, like, obviously your numbers matter. But then there's things like hardware. Now, some guys just don't have the hardware. And, you know, there are guys like Wayne Gretzky who have four cups. Messier has six. Does that mean Messier is a better player than Gretzky? No. I mean, he's right fucking under him in points. But, like, it. It's not like, you know, Wayne Gretzky is worse because he has less cups. I mean, there are guys who have more cups than Gretzky who suck, and they're just on good teams. So it's like that's a weird thing, but the hardware does matter, especially if you're a big-time contributor. I don't want to say the Conn Smythe is the most important thing because the Conn Smythe anymore is kind of getting handed out. But that's I'm not going to get into that discussion right now. I'm just saying as far as criteria goes for your number. Um, and there's Conn Smythe winners who aren't Hall of Famers or won't have a jersey retired too because they had a hot tournament. So it's like, it's weird. You have to kind of weigh that in your mind. Like, what does this guy mean to the organization and is it okay to hand out their number anymore? Um, but it's weird too though. Like, you know, Bobby Hall wore 16 and won the cup in that. He also wore number seven, speaking of Hawks to wear number seven for like a year or something. And then he goes to nine, and he doesn't win any hardware in that as far as, like, the cup. But he has all kind of individual accolades, scores 50 goals, blah, 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 blah. So you retire nine. But then you look at 16, and it's like, well, Olchek's worn it, and Kruger, and Andrew Ladd, and, you know, whatever. Um, but to me, I don't see 16 and say, oh, they shouldn't hand it out. I see, or I saw Henry Yokiharyu and before him Ben Smith wearing 28, or Oduya wearing 27. And Warren going, or 27. Yeah, and you're just going, well, I don't really know about that. Um, I don't really like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a number. So how do you, you know, it depends, I guess, on how the organization feels about it. From a fan's perspective, I just think like I get upset because I'm like, hey, like, you know, that's not, I don't want that guy's number to go to somebody else who's just some random. Like, it's different when you ask permission I know, not to bring Bobby Hall back into this because I don't really love talking about him, but he used to like tell teams it was okay to unretire sixteen so his kid could wear it. Um, in baseball, like John Lester came to the Cubs and asked Kerry Wood for his permission to wear thirty four to honor him and Walter Payton because he can't wear thirty one. Thirty one's retired for two players, but thirty four wasn't officially retired. He still asked permission. That says a lot. So the organization. That kind of brings up a point, too. 
even if a number is not officially retired, it doesn't mean they're just going to hand it out. So, does the banner really matter if they're... Yeah. You know? They're getting very, uh... Not existential, but, like... What does it all mean? Well, it's the thing. It's like... Patrick Sharp probably... I mean, Patrick Sharp could get his number retired if the Hawks are really that into him and desperate to have tickets sold one night. Because you know he'll pack the house. But it's like... Patrick Sharp is not the first guy I think of for Hawks jersey retirement, but they're not handing number 10 out, especially to random scrubs. No, no one's going to wear that for a while. If at all. Mm. Like, that's one of those numbers where it's like, I don't think it'll go up in the rafters, but like, I just don't. I could be wrong, but it's like, they're not just going to be like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to give this to, you know. I mean, like Kirby Dock's wearing 77. So it's like these guys are coming in now wearing all these high numbers anyway. Um, what's funny to me, speaking of you know jersey numbers and, and choosing jersey numbers, is how there are guys who have their jersey number retired, and that might not even be the number they wanted to wear. I mean, I know it's clear that Gretzky um, wanted to wear 9 for Hall, or I'm sorry, for Gordy Howe. Uh, definitely not Bobby Hall, for Gordy Howe. And he was on some team where somebody else wore it, so the coach suggested he doubled it, and he stuck with that. They say Lemieux had 66 flick to flip Gretzky's number. I don't know much about that. Gimlin didn't want, like, originally, he didn't choose to wear 12. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it that's, defines him. Patrick Sharp wanted 9, or he always wore 9. He wore 9. He was yeah. retired here. They just gave him the next one up. You know, it's it's weird to think about. Um, and And... That's another whole, like, thing is, like, what if the number, like, does the number mean much to the player? I mean, clearly it does after a 20-year career or something. It has to mean something, but, like, I don't know. It's funny to think about that. Or if they, you know, do they ask the player, hey, we want to retire your jersey? So, I know this is getting kind of into weird territory, but... Jersey numbers and retirement, I feel like, is such a weird topic because it's not really a big deal overall and it doesn't have to do much with, like, yeah, obviously if you get your number retired, it has to do with what your performance looks like and what you do on and off the ice, but it's not, like, a big deal. Like, it doesn't matter what number somebody wears, really. So I never really thought about a lot of this stuff until the other day when we were talking about um, Nikita Gusev. Yeah, and there's not really a way to, uh, like, I guess we keep, we keep saying that we keep using the word criteria, but there's not, there's not a concrete way to gauge, you know, what, what uh, constitutes for retiring a number. So that, that's the root of our convoluted ramble. Pretty much. But um, anyways, I mean, I think uh, overall... It's interesting when, when guys do get their jerseys retired to kind of look at it from a non-biased perspective, especially if it's like it's easy to do with a team you don't cheer for, but that one that you don't really dislike either, depending on who you are and what fan what kind of fan you are. And so you have to look back. And, and I think now that I'm getting to the age where I've watched hockey for so long and I'm starting to see guys get their jerseys retired that I watched like their whole career, like it's getting to that point where it's not like, you know, obviously Shane Doan played forever and I was – a child, like when he started in Winnipeg, I wasn't watching him. 
Plus, I don't really think Shane Doan... Again, that's a player I don't think he's that great. He's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, good player, respect, whatever. But, like, he got his jersey retired because he was the face of that organization for 100 years. Yeah, he's just a servant. Like, if you look at the amount of points he has, like, yeah, he has a lot of points, but look at how many games he played. He had, like, three really good years. And but but uh, that's a whole other argument. But, again, it's like I'm seeing these guys, you know, back to what I was saying... I'm seeing these guys who I watch play starting, you know, Roberto Luongo is gonna gonna get his jersey retired, and rightfully so for Florida for sure. But like, it's weird because now I'm starting to judge that, like, you know, jersey retired numbers. It's like as a kid, if you're a fan of a franchise, especially an older franchise, you go to games as a kid and you see those hanging up there, and you know, I never saw the guys who the Blackhawks have retired, I was too young to watch any of them play. I mean, Dennis Savard is the closest one, and I think I was like four or five when he retired, and that's not, I wasn't watching then. So it's like, you look at it, and you're like, okay, well, who are these guys? Why are their numbers up there? And then I think it's a really cool thing for a younger fan, or maybe not a younger fan, but a newer fan, I should say, because it doesn't matter what age you are when you get into hockey. It's a cool thing to kind of, you know, learn some history and have the opportunity to learn about these players and the the history of the organization and the franchise. But I think that's also why I'm passionate about certain players that I think should be up there and deserve to be remembered and deserve that respect, like, you know, how I talk about Steve Larmer or whatever. But I think it is a cool thing because you get to go to this arena and say, oh, man, like, all right, who are these guys? And you learn a little bit about the game and the history. So, and plus, it's nice to know your history if you're into buying jerseys and wearing them. Mm. I only have I have different jerseys of guys with retired numbers. I only have the only Blackhawks one I have is is uh, Savard. I don't have um, any other Hawks retired ones. Yeah, I, I gotta get a Makita eventually, and I'd like a Palat. But yeah, and this is uh, for those who don't know, this is a very uh, jersey enthusiastic podcast where the topic will always come up regardless of yeah. it's intended to or not. For sure. We we like our, our hockey sweaters. But, again, if you buy a throwback jersey, you want to get an era-appropriate player number on there, it is good to know who to get on there. Or, like, if you're a fan of a team and you're like, you know, there was a, especially with the Blackhawks, there was a period where they were just so bad that people would only buy older jerseys. So... Maybe it wasn't always a retired player, but you guys saw guys still buying Chelios and Ronick, these 90s guys, Larmer. There's a lot of Savard still. Obviously, his number got retired. Makita, Hall, Esposito. Like, you still would see all that stuff. And I think it's, like I said, it's important to, to know the history there. If you want to get a jersey number and you don't want to get a current guy. or Some people only collect guys who are retired. So. Which is a fair assessment if they're bothered by uh, players leaving and that but for sure I think the one thing I would like to see more of is I like the era accurate banners now some teams like the Blackhawks don't really do a jersey looking banner they kind of have the logo and it's like the hand painted yeah it's, but they've always had that looks for all their banners and they've just kind of kept it consistent which I think is fine but I know it does look a little messy and not consistent, but like when the Ducks did Tay Mussolini, he and Paul Correa too. Paul Correa actually is a better example of this. Paul Correa only played for the Ducks when they wore the eggplant and jade, like the original Mighty Ducks look. Um, 
and I know he started there like 90, uh, I have been 94. He was our first draft pick. I thought he's, I, he, I don't think he played in the first year. I think it was the second year. Okay. I, I added to look into it, but it was like around 94 to 03 was like his playing career with the, with the Ducks. Then he moved on to, you know, Nashville, St. Louis, whatever. But, but the thing about Korea is he only ever wore the colors, the original colors, not the black, orange, and gold. So his jersey number nine that's retired is on like an eggplant colored banner that looks like that old jersey with that with the accurate font, whereas, you know Scott Niedermeyer has the black and gold, and I think Tamu's is the black and orange because he finished in that, but he wore both. So I'd have to look into that, but I think that's a nice touch and a kind of a cool thing just because, again, that goes back to wearing jerseys and stuff like that. But it's like you're kind of in this place where you can go, wow, like that guy played these years and that's what the jersey looked like. And it just gives you a little bit of a taste of different parts of the history of the team. That's funny if every team did that because uh, then you, I guess you have the picks because didn't Hasek win most of his awards in the, uh, in the goat head? Oh, yeah. The Buffalo, so, Dominic Hasek's Buffalo jersey with the black and red and the goat head, it's like... It just would stick out in the rafters. They're so bad, like a sore thumb. But also Vancouver. I think Vancouver might do era accurate. No, I think they just do everything. Um, and blue and green. Because they just did... Um, so they did Burry not too long ago. And it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the same. That's fair. Cause Linden, Bur- Linden's is up there in that as well, I believe. Yeah, because Linden... He wore that for one year, though. Yeah, but Linden went through the whole skate... He wore, like, the yellow one with the skate and the spies on the shoulders that had orange. And then he went to the marigold and red and black spaghetti skate. And then he went to the navy blue and then the regular blue and green. I think Burray only wore the, the, the last, the, the later skate that they won to the cup final in. And then the navy blue for a little bit. Yeah, they're all in their current design. And, and that makes it clean. And their arena, they always have it very blue and green in there, and it's it's very consistent looking. Despite the red seats. The seats, yeah, like the dark red burgundy seats. But, like, I mean, they, they do the lights on the on the, on yeah, the boards yeah, and the right. glass panels. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool when they do it accurate. I mean, I guess it looks cool uniform and clean. I guess it's just fun for teams like the Ducks who have those weird old 90s designs. Uh, Staples Center... I believe for for both the Lakers and Kings. and the Kings, era accurate. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Stable Center totally does. I think like a guy like Marcel Dion is in um the the purple and the forum blue and the gold. Um, I don't know what Luke Robitaille is, but he wore it all there because he had like three stints as a King. So I think he went from the the forum blue and gold to the black and silver to the black and purple and then whatever. Yeah, he wore it all. That's you know what that's an interesting. Uh... Well, they have him Gretzky. I mean, actually, that's an interesting one to look up while we still have some time left. Kings retired numbers. Because the Kings have a cool. They did it in pur- like the purple and silver. Okay, so that's probably what he last played. It's pretty much in order of like. Uh, like the players being retired is what they wore, so it's like Vashon down to Robitaille, and he's the only one with the purple and silver. Okay, that makes sense. Well, the thing about the thing about like the uh, the Kings is they have a really cool jersey history where it's like 
the old Lakers colors are cool. Then they went to the Raiders colors, which is cool. And then having purple and black with some silver looked nice. And they've done, you know, the back to the Raiders colors, but like more like minimalist look, which is kind of getting boring, but whatever. And then they've done throwbacks. So, uh, lest we forget the Burger King jersey. <laughs> I kind of had everything. I mean, I should have... See, that's a jersey I don't have yet. But if, had I had that, I would have worn it today when I went to Burger King to try the Impossible Whopper. <laughs> I had it my way today, for anybody wondering. So, yes. Um, I guess my my main thing here is... I like to talk about this every now and then because you can learn stuff history-wise, jersey-wise. And there's just nice to spark up general discussion about who has their jersey retired, who should have it, who shouldn't, etc., um, especially if you're just talking to another fan of of the same team or different teams too, it's interesting to get other people's perspective. So um, I'm thinking uh, Luongo definitely deserved this year. I'm not sure who else if they announced anybody else for any teams getting retired this year. I don't believe so. They probably somebody probably will. They sometimes do it last minute. Again, this is very last minute. But uh, you know, for me. Um, I think that's all I got, really. I think it was a, a pretty good discussion, and uh, I didn't have to make any predictions this time, so nothing I said can be used against me. <laughs> yes. And we were not incorrect about anything. Hopefully not. No. You might have to fact-check us. You can fact-check us. We, we'll admit when we're wrong. <laughs> you got anything else, Steve? Uh, not really. All right. So, uh, before we go, I do want to do... Excuse the noise, by the way. I do want to do uh, a recommended record. What you've been listening to lately? Um, metalcore. That's fine. Mainly, uh, Adalia shedding skin. Do so you want to? Okay, we can go with that one. That's a good record. So, we're gonna re- recommend you the the record "Shedding Skin" by the band Adalia. Really cool Florida band. Rest in peace. Rest they're in they're peace. no longer, but they're really cool. Um, kind of a melodic but heavy metalcore band. Yeah, like deathcore heavy parts. But, but with a lot of melodic guitars, which was really cool. Um, they have a couple cool records. Check check them out. Um, and hopefully, if for anybody who sat through this, you enjoyed it. And uh, if you have any thoughts, you can feel free to hit us up online. And let us know what your criteria for a retired number is or show us your retired number jerseys that you have. Get us on Twitter. My handle's at mill182 and Steve's is at ssavich12. That's S-S-A-V-I-C-H-1-2. Yep. Mine's M-I-L-1-8-2. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, season's coming soon. We'll see you next time.